to Ladies in the Lead, and I'm your host, Joan Garner. Hey, this week we have Miss Jess Horace on. Now, Jess is a boutique owner that follows stock shows all over the country. You can find her at the Baden Baldy Boutique, and I tell you, it was such a joy to get to talk to her. When I started the podcast, I wanted to make sure to include women that are out there on the road supporting stock show in this way. It's really important to me because I think fashion is such a way that we identify ourselves. Even in stock show, we know the difference um, on how we dress and how we look and how it makes a difference. The confidence it gives us, the way that we identify ourselves, the way we can make um, a statement, but it also makes us a community. And I love that about what these women do with these boutiques. Now, Jess has been a young entrepreneur. She started, you know, kind of like most of us do, as just a, like, let's give it a try. And before you knew it, it was zero to 100. Now, you would think, okay, she got lucky. No, because if you listen closely, you'll hear that she's been thinking about it since before she went to college. It's been that little whisper in the back of her mind, and she just kept believing in it and she now looks at it as the biggest joy in her life. Every day she goes to work, it's not work. Every day she commits to herself. You know, I am so impressed with how Jess took on the courage to follow her gut and to do what she thought was right, even when close family members or peers probably told her differently. Jess really put herself out there but you know, on the other hand, she's really stayed true to herself. And I think there's a big lesson there. I love that because when you're true to yourself and you believe in yourself, the sky's the limit. The 12-year-olds, I hope that are listening, catch this phrase, you do you and you can do anything. Jess really believes that and she wishes everybody a chance to be comfortable and dress spectacular and she gives them that chance by um, the clothes she buys and the clothes she sells. It's just a really cool, fun thing. I can't wait for you to listen. Also, I wanted to put this out there. Jess was kind enough to offer our listeners a discount if you use the words she stock shows at checkout when you go to see her either at the Beef Expo or if you check out at the baitenbaldi.com. So the baitenbaldi.com, you can put in she stock shows and get a 15% discount or mention it to her at Expo. I know a lot of you will be there. You guys, it's going to be a great week. I hope to see so many of you out on the road, especially at the junior weekend. I can't wait to see you all there. You guys, let's get started. Miss Jess Horace. Jess, I'm going to say Jess, not Jessica, or Pooh, and I'm going to call you Pooh. Horace, how are you? Good, how are you? Thank I'm you good. so much for coming. Oh my gosh, yes, this is such a delight. I have to tell you, like, when I first came up with the podcast idea, my idea for the whole stock show podcast, She Stock Shows, was to incorporate people in all aspects of this industry. And for those who don't know you, I'm so excited to get to do this interview with you because you are a part of this stock show world, I think, that women just love. You have a boutique and you travel all over the world 
country. <laughs> it feels like the world sometimes. Yes. <laughs> and take like what we love for fashion on the road. And it's called the Baden Baldy Boutique. Yes. And if you say it fast enough, you can almost get it out. It's a little tongue twister. It is. First of all, tell me about the name. How'd you come yes. up with the name? So it is Baden. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's a huge pet peeve of mine because I don't want to offend anyone, but it is Baden, not Baden. It definitely gets called Baden a lot. It does, really, because I was Baden the whole way. Because yeah. Baden Baldy, I was like, A-A. Okay. Yeah, okay. but it is Baden, so this highway out here is actually Baden. Okay. And it... Is that, I live like, on, right in front of your house is the highway? Yes. Okay. So it leads to my parents' house. It leads to my farm. So it connects our two houses. And then right south of here, we have a farm with Baldy cattle. Are they Simitol based or Hereford based? Um, or so we do feedlot cattle, so uh-huh. a lot of just crossbreds. Cross yeah. Yep, they come out of Nebraska, and I love that the baldy marking on their face yes. makes them all unique. So it was kind of like a tie-in with the farm, but yet how I wanted my brand, my company, to be unique. Yeah, and oh my gosh, it is like exploding. I'm just so excited for you. I don't even know how to start to say that. I'm just okay. So we actually met through a mutual, um, I don't know, vendor friends or whatever. So I, when I graduated high college, I worked for the Western Edge, and the Western Edge is out of Humboldt and Ames. And I mean, this is way back in the day. And I mean, I that's when we we went to rodeos. You know, basically Mm -hmm. horse shows and rodeos. And Melanie and I lived with their family for a year and worked in their store and we had a trailer and basically, you know, traveled all around. The Western Edge, if you don't know, a lot of people know them from the state fair. Yep. It's the big red, red tents tent. right outside of the horse barns. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I would go back and help them at the state fair. Hence, fast forward to now <laughs> you, and that's how I met you. I yeah. like four years ago, maybe five years ago? Because you had probably been in college working for them. No, or- actually... I'm trying to think because I... Okay, there wasn't a state fair in 2020. Yeah, well, it wasn't the traditional. You had to be, like, exhibiting. Right. Yeah, you yeah. pay the $100, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so it was 2021. What? Only two years ago? Yes, no because way. I resigned from the feed mill, and I had talked to Western Edge, and I'm like, hey, you know... Need some help at the state yeah. fair? Which they always need help at state yes. fair. I put a free plug in the <laughs> Melanie and Jess, you can thank me later. <laughs> For real, they always, always need help. Always willing to take on anyone, too. Yes. If you, yeah. if you want to work long hours and have fun, it's good to... So anyway, so, okay, so 2021. Is that real? Like, No, that can't be real. <laughs> okay, well, that was two years ago, and we were, t- we were literally, I think, just, like, talking or checking people out or working in the booth, yeah. and I was asking you what you did, and you said you had your own online boutique. Did mm-hmm. you, okay, so what is your... Start date of your boutique. So I launched it April 1st of 2020. So what, what a time to launch a business. You know, had no idea COVID was going to start. But for online businesses, you know, COVID was huge. People were at home. Mm-hmm. They were on their website or, you know, online. Line. Yeah. And, and they couldn't go to the store anyways. Yeah. So perfect time, honestly. Yeah. And it gave me time to get my feet under me. You know, there was no traveling because there wasn't a lot of shows. And so I had set this goal of what I, you know, side job. At the time, I was working at the feed mill. And so at night, gave me something to do. Okay, this is the goal for the first year. And I blew it out of the water. Yeah. 
And I was like, okay, you know, this might be more than just a side gig someday, so. Right. Because there's a lot of people who are side gig in this thing. Yeah, for you sure. You see a lot of people who do, like, some pop-up boutique things. Mm-hmm. They do some, you know, like, maybe some custom jewelry, that kind of thing. And, but for you, how did you, because... How'd you commit to it? Like, how'd you just jump into it? Yeah, so Iowa Beef Expo 2021 was the first show that I ever went to on the road. And me and my friend were just laughing about this the other day. It's so funny to see how we have grown. I borrowed a friend's trailer. Which you need. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My friend, I didn't even have a truck at the time. I just had a car. So my friend drove her truck. We pulled another friend's trailer and we put all the clothes in black trash bags so they didn't get dusty in the trailer. And we just laid them in there. Right. Which is a good plan. Because <laughs> clothes get dirty wherever oh, you take them. Yeah. Yes. The dust is unreal. Yeah. It's like the hardest part of this business probably is. Yes. Keeping things at clean. livestock shows. Yeah. <laughs> what? So, dust at livestock shows? Yeah. 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 Iowa Beef Expo. First show ever. They had no idea what to expect. I like right. to learn by fire. Like, just jump in. I'll figure it out as I go. (laughs) And so I did that for a couple months. I went to shows, and then I was like, you know, if I'm going to dedicate myself to a show, it's not fair to, you know, my employer, it's not fair to the business for me to be split like this. So I either need to pick one or the other. Mm -hmm. And I went with the boutique route, and my parents, oh, my goodness, bless their hearts, they thought I was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's they, scary. I mean, here you are. You're like 24, 23, 24. I mean, because you're 26 now. Yeah. Right? Two years ago. I mean, think about that. You know, 24 come and say, Mom, Dad, I want to kind of give up this secure paycheck, this secure, like, thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just went to school, graduated with it, degree, and now I want to give this up. And But obviously you knew it was something, right? Yeah. And I knew that that's what I wanted. Like, I just loved going to work. I loved going to the livestock shows. It most days doesn't feel like work. Some days it's why am I doing this? But yeah. <laughs> it just I knew that that's what I wanted and there was no better time to do it than now. So Right. So you jumped in. So how did how did the first expo go? It was good. We were just looking back on Snapchat videos of 2 years ago and laughing. I didn't even have a cash drawer. I had this desk and it just had a drawer in it and it was just like which goes to show you, <laughs> really, you don't need all that stuff to do right. something, right? Yeah. So I had the clothes. I had what people wanted. So, you know, figuring out all the little stuff, it has... It, that all came. Yeah. How did you find the clothes? What you, would you decide? Like, because you kind of have to narrow it down a little. Yeah. It was really hard at first. I mean, as you're sitting here, you can see that... We are in the basement. <laughs> which I'm kind of excited because I'm going to get a look through it when I get done with this. But, yeah. I struggle with inventory control sometimes, but... It definitely is, I have really stayed true to my own style. Mm -hmm. You know, I've talked to vendors that have said, you don't have to love everything that you sell. And that does work for some people. But really, to me, I have tried to love everything that Mm -hmm. I sell. I'm a terrible salesman. There's a running (laughs) joke going that I'm not a salesman. The clothes have to sell themselves because I am not good at it. Like, I'm not going to run into the trailer and be like, hey, you know, can I help you? I... I would love to help you, but that's just not my general, yeah, like, that's not your personality. Right. Or, you know. And honestly, you don't have time yeah. to help every single person because you'll have eight or ten people there and you're the only one and you got to kind of man the cash drawer and you got to see, you know, answer questions there. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. 
So you, I would say your style. How define your style? Because I don't want to define it for you. Casual. Yeah. But dressy. Yeah. I wouldn't say western. It's not western. No. Um. It's, uh, it's how stock do you show. Say, it's stock show. I know. And it's so funny because you put it on your website and I was reading it and I was like, I don't know, you put it down, uh, I think it was something about, it's stock show and then it's like small, small town farm girl or yes, something like that. Small town style. Small town style. Yes. yes. And it hit home, didn't it? So then you're thinking, okay, Expo, you got a good sale going there. Where'd you head to next after that? Did you do some local jackpot shows, or did you try yep. to, like, put your sights on... Yep, the main event, uh, the uh-huh. sheep and goat sale in Des Moines, I did that, and then I did some swine jackpots, some cattle jackpots, and then I started with county fairs. And so that is when I, um, mid-July is when I resigned from the feed mill, and I went full-time, so I went to several county fairs that summer. Just Iowa-based ones, or... Because you're not too far from Missouri, so you could pop down there. Yeah, I think it was all Iowa. Um, Lynn County, Dallas County, what's the one in um, Jones County. Oh, you were in Monticello? Yeah, two years ago in Monticello. Mississippi Valley. I did a ton that summer. Boone. Like, I really just, like... Tried to reach out in different... Yeah. If If you're listening to this and you're not from the state of Iowa, those counties would be, like, East Central and then like central Iowa and yeah. you know kind of really, like but more metropolis like Lynn County is going to be like Cedar Rapids area just north of there Mississippi Valley's the Quad Cities Jones County Fair is known for huge attendance like they'll get 50,000 people mm-hmm. at their concerts yeah I mean it's big time stuff there yeah. so that's good it's like you chose them that's good ones to choose you know yeah mm-hmm. and I for some reason, I don't travel west. I've, like, never been to anything in western Iowa, so that is my goal. <laughs> to get a little further. All right, so if anybody's listening and they're in western Iowa and you want to, you want a great boutique to come to your county fair, you better reach out. Yes, I'm sure you're booked way. up. How'd you go from local to national? So, I went down to Arkansas, Memorial Day weekend of 2021, with my friend. They knew a family down there that held this event. First time I'd ever taken my own trailer. Drug it all the way to Arkansas. So I get down there. It pours. Like, it was just kind of a... Bust. Yeah. I mean, to be seven hours from home, there's almost water. Like, it was so deep, it was almost up to my trailer, like, inside. Like, it was just, like, flooding. It was crazy. So I'd reach out to these family and said, you know, do you know of any other shows? And so they had told me about AYE in Arkansas. So that's Arkansas Youth Expo. Versus OYE, which yes. is, yes. <laughs> yeah. And very, you know, very similar. I think they work really well together. And I go down there, and I'm talking to these people, and they're like, you know, are you going to the American Royal? I'm like, no. I'd asked my dad, and when I had left the feed mill, I think it was kind of a understanding of, you're going to run the boutique, but you're also going to help on the farm. Okay. Yeah. So it was, no, you're not going to Kansas City for three weeks in the middle of October. You're going to be sitting in a grain cart. Yeah. Well, the boutique kind of took off way faster than any of us were really expecting. And so I was gone too much when I was home. It was getting caught up, getting inventory organized, just, yeah. you know, day-to-day things to keep this thing running. And so I didn't even ask because I knew they were going to tell me no. And I applied for Louisville. Just like out of the blue. One day I was sitting on my computer. I'm like, I'm going to do it. The worst they're going to tell me is no. 
So I applied and I got in and I didn't find out that I was going to get in until it was sometime in October. Oh my gosh. And Louisville, <laughs> of course, everybody's listening. No, this is in November. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a three week. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a hurry up, get everything organized and we loaded down the trailer and Away you we went. went to Louisville and I was in a 20 by 20 booth. Is that what you applied for? Like 20 by 20? Um, or is, do they kind of assign it based on, like, how many years you've been there and, you know. I think it was so last minute that she was like, this is a spot that we have open, you know, that's kind of in the middle that needs filled because it'll look weird if it's not. So, I think we just kind of agreed together that that's what. It would work out. Yeah. Yeah. I was really lucky. The guy across from me, he um, has became a great friend. I call him, talk yeah. to him all the time. And so. Without him, it, I probably would have been <laughs> a wreck, but it is so important and so awesome that the vendors around you, you know, it was my first national show. I was there. My mom went down with me, but she had to come back and go to her job. Yeah. So, you know, she left me there and she's crying and I'm crying. It's just like, it's okay. You know, like we're all going to be okay, but he helped me a lot. And so, like just I by, said, like helping you like with just what to put out, how to manage the product, or just what? Like, yeah, just the yeah. energy that it takes day to day. Yeah, because you're there alone. Yeah, you know, going to the bathroom, getting yeah. lunch, you know, it's... And you then don't think about that, yeah. He'd been to this show for, you know, several years, so he could tell me, you know, today is kind of going to be a bust, or, you know, mm -hmm. put your big girl pants on, today is going to be huge. Right. And so just... He was there. Yeah. yeah. Break you in. So, okay, let's give him a shout out. What's, who is it? Or so, he is the cowhide guy at okay. Louisville. So, if he is down by the concession area, and as you can see, you have one. I'm a proud supporter of, of two. <laughs> two of them. Yeah. I have multiple upstairs, but yeah. yeah. That's so. awesome. You know, we talk a lot in this livestock world about finding a mentor, finding somebody to show you the way, somebody to take you under the wing. And I'm just saying, like, right there is an example of how, whether it's showing a pig or showing a lamb, you needed a mentor and, mm -hmm. you know, you were open to it and he was willing to share that knowledge with you. I mean, I just think that's so awesome that that was a starting point and you were able to receive it. Had your mom not left, think about that. Had your mom not left, you might not have been as open to it because you two would have been partnered up, right? Yeah. So, funny story. Yeah. He rolls in. Like, the day, like, the afternoon before we're supposed to open. And I'm really stressed, and he's setting up, and he keeps, like, kind of talking to my mom. And I'm like... Is he hitting on your mom? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's funny. I mean, no, I don't. I mean, yes, it's a compliment. Let's just put that For way. sure. Okay, yes. So I'm like, Mom, just please stop talking to him. <laughs> please like, stop. Just stop. stop. Like, can you help me work on my stuff? Just please leave him alone. And time goes on, and they are just chatty Kathy for the like next two days they're just talking and my checkout counter is on the end of my booth and it's facing him nice and so we're sitting there staring at each other and finally my mom's like you're you're gonna have to talk to him just stop and that's how I handle <laughs> things when I'm stressed like I don't want to like yeah you know I'm just kind of in my own little space and so finally one day, I don't know, we start talking because we've awkwardly been staring at each other for two hours and now I wouldn't change it for the world. That's so funny. That's so awesome. I think sometimes I'm a firm believer that God puts people in your lives at certain times and like, it just, you know, 
forced you to have to do it almost right? because you're like, <laughs> I mean, he's standing there looking at me. You're like, all right, fine. We're here for three weeks. I'm going to talk to you. Right. Yeah. And it turned out to be such a blessing. Yeah. And sure. here we are now in January of 2023. Let's just let everybody catch everybody up here. Two trailers, two, two big ass trailers. <laughs> and I mean, and I love it because on the side of your trailer, I love, or even on your website, all your models and all of your friends, I assume they're your friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're all your relatives or friends or whatever, but the community that you've brought with you to help do this thing, do you see it as the business, like you're outside of the business, like the business is its own community and you're just kind of like steering it or do you feel like you're really the center of it and everything's around you? I want people to know the Bane and Baldy. Like I don't, you know. Don't care if it's me, Jess. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be the face. Like I even hate like taking my own pictures to post clothes on the website. Like we do a good job. I just like, yeah, that's not what I want them to know. Like I want them to see the trailers or see the clothes and be like, oh, that looks like a piece from the Bane Baldy. Yeah. So that's, I, I like that too. People ask me about the podcast, like ladies in lead stock shows, you know, and I'm like, well, it's its own platform. I don't want it just to be, it's not about me. It's about the women in this and it's about the community Mm -hmm. and it's about the ideas that it supports. Just like when they see your, you know, logo, when it's going down the road, I'm sure people are like, okay, where's that trailer going? Because I want to be, I want to see what's in there. So it's cool, I think, that you've included others in there. You're the sole owner though, right? Yes. Yes. It is just me. Um, But my friends are great. There's five or six of them at any point, they could walk in and... Take over and yeah, help you out if something were to happen. Run the check out, you know, do any of that. So I'm very lucky that they've all been so supportive. How many weeks are you on the road versus home? Wait, how many months? How many times? So, <laughs> I was like, we actually... Let's just catch me. We actually tried to schedule this, like, this interview in November. When you were back, we were going to try to meet up in Kirkwood at the Down for the Cause show. You got sick. Yes. I swear I've been sick more this winter. Oh, well, I'm glad you're not sick now. <laughs> but then you had to, then you were leaving there and you, you know, and then it was like, then it was Christmas and you were shut down, which yeah. you needed to rejuvenate. And so it was nice. But how many weeks? So I was going through all my tax information and my show fees and there was approximately 40 shows. 40 shows. Yeah. They were at 52 weeks, 40 shows. And you know, the American Royal, three weeks, Louisville, mm-hmm. two, three weeks. It's... Yeah. There's a couple You're of not at the state long. fair, though. No. Is that intentional? So that you can have fun at the fair? Or is it hard to get in there? So. So your mom and you have this thing about the state fair. So, A, it's super expensive. And they take a large Portion. cut in commission. And since I was little, you know, I've never missed a state fair. Even 2020, I went up there all yeah. three weekends and watched livestock shows. And it's always just been our family vacation. Yeah, Always. Too. My sister's a superintendent for FFA swine, and so the first few days, it's always, you know, we're in the swine barn, helping her, watching the show. And so, giving up the freedom of the state fair, I worked for Western Edge, you know, two years ago, and it was kind of, that was a big culture shock for me, you know, I couldn't go. You couldn't go, I know, you can't leave. Go watch (laughs) the big steer, or, or the big steer. The big bull. I know. We know what you mean. The big bull. The big bull. Um, Things like that. And so, yes and no, it's with the new CEO, we're going to see what comes about the Iowa State Fair and 
what changes, you know, may happen there. So I'm going to give it another year or two, but it is like for us to, I mean, for me personally, I go to the fair to vacation and see everybody and we show and I don't really, we, we camp in the campgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like is our family, our yeah. family comes from in from all over the country, both sides of the family. It's my birthday. It's like, I don't really want to mm-hmm. be attached to working I go before the fair and help Melanie mm-hmm. out before all the stuff's even open. So, like, I'm helping her set up. Because people don't understand, like, vendors come in a week before the fair even starts to get set up. And mm-hmm. and with the 4-H horses there and stuff, she's run, rocking and rolling, like, three days before yeah. the fair even opens. So it's kind of nice. I don't feel like I'm missing out mm-hmm. then. So I can see, like, it would be easier for you to go, to, like, to the Missouri State Fair and run a booth. Yep. Because you wouldn't have any, mm-hmm. like, ties to it. You know, yeah. emotional ties to mm-hmm. it. I know. And, you know, like you said, it's expensive. It is. It's fun, though, to shop there. They yeah. Make a lot of sales, but and it's, yeah. It's hard because, you know, I spend, you know, most of the year traveling to different shows in Iowa. And so it's that one time a year that I feel like a large percent of my Iowa customers are in one place. Mm-hmm. It would be so awesome to have my clothes available and have mm-hmm. them be able to come shop. But same time, you got to give yourself time. Yeah, you do. You have to give yourself time to like enjoy it too. Otherwise, you'll feel burnt out mm-hmm. with it. I know. And that's kind of what I have learned the hard way. Which you know, in the summer, I spend. I think we have eight shows on the calendar, eight weeks straight, that we are hoping for between junior nationals and then county fairs, and you yeah. just need that break. Mm-hmm. And then you roll into your fall shows, and kind of like I did this year with Christmas mm-hmm. in January, take that time, reset, get caught back up, mm-hmm. and then you're ready to roll again. Yeah, because if you don't, you just, it's burnout. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. And I that's know. what I had people tell me. They're like, you need to be at home, sleep in your own bed. Yeah, you are going to get burnout if you yeah. aren't careful. So. I know. All right, let's take people back a little bit. How'd you grow up? Family farm, crops, cows, pigs. Yeah, so um, like I said, I grew up three miles from where I live now. We have row crops, and until I was in fifth grade, we did fair to finish hogs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So if you're not familiar, like southern, southeast Iowa has more pigs in it than, I mean, that's, there's the hog and five buildings everywhere. Washington County, especially, but we're in Keokuk. I mean, it's it's very common. So fair to finish. Mm-hmm. Did you give up the sows then? Yes. So Just then to- we got out of the hog business. My sister went to college. You know, everyone's getting older. Yeah. The market, you know, just a huge yeah. amount of things that said, okay, time to move on to the next. So then we got into feedlot cattle. And so now we have feedlot cattle at a couple different places around here and keeps but, us all busy. Yeah. It keeps you busy. And it's just you and your sister? Yes. Yeah. So you're, do, is your sister on the farm or are you both? She is an ag teacher in South, or at Davis County. So about an hour from here, she is doing ag- her thing there, yeah. huh? Yeah, so is there plans for somebody to come back to the farm? It's a good question. <laughs> it's, so, it's like, it's always so funny because there's so many times where women in particular, daughters, would love to come back to this farm, you know, mm-hmm. and there's never room or there's the sun or the whatever, the stereotypical roles, you know. Yeah. And now it's, it's been so fun because everybody I interview, because I'm obviously I'm interviewing women, but to talk about the opportunities mm-hmm. that are there, yeah, what are you guys thinking? So I have a bonus brother. Yeah. I became really close with this 
friend and my family. He didn't have a good home life, and so we took him in. And so he does a lot on the farm. He helps my dad quite a bit. Amen. So he (laughs) is wonderful. I tell myself that I'm traveling the world now because someday I probably won't have that opportunity. So I'm trying to get... I don't want to say I'm getting it out of my system, but I'm going doing these experiences because someday I might be you know in what? a green I mean, car not, or yeah. in October instead of at the American Royal or, yeah. you know, things like that. So Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so you were 4-H, FFA both? Yes, yep. Was you passionate with one or the other? No, I loved them both. Yeah. You know, my sister's an FFA teacher now, so. Yeah. So you showed hogs. Yep. Pretty competitively, right? So we... County fair, state fair. Yep, county fair and state fair. We didn't jackpot. It really... I mean, the jackpot thing, you have to think about how that's changed over the last just 10 years. Right. The jackpot series and that kind of thing. I mean, when you were in 4-H, it probably just getting started. It probably wasn't a thing. Yeah. Definitely just getting started. You know, when I went to Iowa State, definitely when they kind of made the big turn and it was growing quite a bit, so. Yeah. Went to Iowa State, graduated with, (laughs) what is it? Animal science and ag business, so I'm getting a lot of money's worth out of my animal science degree. (laughs) Hey, that's a good degree. I went there, too. I was animal science. I was ag business, and I had some animal science underneath of it, too, and I'm in horticulture, for God's sake, so there you go. Yeah. Didn't even touch My sister was a hort major, too. Yeah. I know. So that's a good place to be, and then went into the corporate world, right? So... Farmers Co-op, it's a local co-op around here in Southeast Iowa, and I worked at the feed store, feed mill, in Sigourney, and I did that from... So were you specializing in um, feed rations for hogs or cattle or... So we were the cattle feed mill, so we did a lot of the show feeds, um, bagged feed, all of that goodness. Yeah, that's all good stuff. Then, then voila, the lights (laughs) came on. (laughs) Yeah. I just think it's awesome. Tell me this, because I was, you know, every... If you've listened to some of the podcasts, you'll know the question's coming. And I always ask my guests, you know, ladies in the lead, she stock shows. Mm-hmm. How do you stock show? If somebody said that to you, you know, Jess, you stock show. How would you answer that right now? Yeah. So it is time, it is commitment, and it is just a passion. Trying to explain it to someone that's not in it, I always think is hard because once it's in you, it's just in you. Mm-hmm. And so you don't know any different. Right. And so I heard someone say the other day that we need to do a better job about getting people into this industry because once they see what it is, they're going to fall in love too. But if we're not going out of our box to show them what we are, they're never going to learn it. So I think that's huge. And I just, I just love the feeling. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever get tired of rolling into a stock show. (laughs) I know. And now because you are a boutique, I, I say this all the time. I'm like, and I don't want to generalize women in fashion and how we look and how that has to be a part of it. But let's be honest, how we look and how we dress is a big part of the stock show mm-hmm. fun. Like, right? It's our fashion. It's our statement. It's the way we identify ourselves. And I don't mean that in the sense of tight pants and low-cut tops. Okay, we went through that whole thing where a girl was only winning in the ring because she had on tight pants. I think we are all above that. Mm -hmm. I think girls are working harder than ever. And I think our fashion and our sense of style makes us beautiful and unique. And just as I think it's just a reflection of the animal that we're exhibiting or the family that we're representing or the whole industry itself. Mm -hmm. It's professional. It's cute. It's current. It's beautiful, it's sexy, it's pretty, 
it's down to earth, it's real. I mean, is that how you see it? Like the fashion? Except for the shoe thing. <laughs> we still don't have the shoe thing figured out. And I will never sell shoes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we went from everybody wearing ropers and like Justin tie-ups. Remember that day when we yep. all had tie Justin, We all had to have pointed boots on, you know. Now we're all in dudes. Dudes. Or waterproof tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to hard-soled shoes to show in? I'm like, yeah. I'm afraid to get my toe stepped on. I seriously am. I remember in high school when we had to dress up for sports, you know, I always wore the most uncomfortable shoes because I was like, well, I can't wear comfy shoes. Now I wear a nice shirt and New Balances or Hey Dudes every single day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was, it's so funny. I'm like the shoe thing. We all went from uncomfortable shoes we figured out the Ariat brand really fast. I mean, mm-hmm. when everybody was all about Ariats, and then we got into the Twisted X. Twisted, yeah. X, and now we're all into dudes. I was like, I think, though, I want to get, I think, dude, hey, dude, company should really accredit Stock Show World on setting that whole brand on fire because we led the way, and now the rest of America's catching up. I mean, now everybody's got dudes right? everywhere, but I'm like, they owe us a little something on that, right? Yeah, they've <laughs> definitely put a lot of money into that yeah. <laughs> brand of shoes. I personally have. I know that. <laughs> what do you think? Because, I, you know, this podcast is all about women who are dedicated and passionate and, and, and just super excellent at what they do. What do you think makes that drive for you happen that you were willing to say, I want to do this myself? A lot of people would have said, I can't do it by myself. What do you think it was? I just love what I do. Mm-hmm. And I am so lucky that I get to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I use that as my drive is, like I said, you know, this might not be my job forever, but today and every day I'm going to try to make the best of it. And I offer small through 3X, and there is a large reason for that, you know? And I have so many women that come up to me and say, thank you for Mm -hmm. offering every size. And just because you're smaller, just because you're a 3X, you know, there's nothing different. There's nothing different about you on the inside it's just that's your size and mm-hmm. so that was a huge push in it I wanted to offer cute comfortable clothes to women of all ages and all sizes to make them feel good because mm-hmm. then if they feel good what is that going to push them to do and that's really the drive it's I think it's seeing somebody walk out of your boutique with that like their head a little higher and they're just like oh, that is it that's what I wanted and I am such a little fangirl like I try not to make it awkward, you know, so if I see you in public and you're wearing my shirt, I try not to, like, you know, say something to you, but seriously, no, deep down inside, like, that is the greatest feeling ever. It's like a big compliment, isn't yes. it? Just see that, like, somebody, I, every time I see a ladies in the lead sweatshirt on somebody, I'm just like this, thank you so much for mm-hmm. just participating in the platform, participating and honoring it, you know, and that's what they're doing for you. Yeah. I know. What do you think is the edge that makes makes you a great business owner? You know, I've had a lot of people ask me that with, you know, there's a lot of boutiques yeah. in there's a lot the of, world right now. Yeah. You know, not necessarily, there's quite a few in stock show, but just in general. And so I just try to stay so true to myself and what I offer, you know. Is it comfy? Is it cute? You know, would I personally wear that? Mm-hmm. I've had people make comments about how, like, oh, you don't really have any clothes for a concert, you know? I really try to stick to, like, 
every day, you know, in the show ring or blowing out your calf. Like, I want you to be cute but still be able to work. Right. That's, I think there's the good lesson right there is that you were able to isolate what hone in on what you wanted and you've just stayed true to that. You didn't float trying to figure it out. You kind of were like, okay, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to wear. And then, you know, jumped in from that. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. And, you know, there's always some duds. (laughs) You get something and you're like, oh, that's not what I thought it was going to look like or feel like or whatever. But I have so many people comment on the feeling and the material. And that is, like, huge to me. You are more likely to wear that shirt or, you know, pack that one if it's comfy, if it's soft, if it, you know... I'd rather you be cute and feel good than, you know, oh, I really like this shirt, but, like, I can't move my arms or it's restricting. You know, I just really try yeah, or to... Or the tag is poking you. Yeah. What is up with the stupid tag sometimes? Uh-huh. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So. Where do you think fashion's headed? Back to dressier, still casual? Where do you see it going? And, I mean, I'm talking specifically for stock show, like for us. I'm not talking down Paris runway or whatever. Yeah. I know I laugh sometimes I'm like you sell clothes for a living like never in a million years you know like when I walk into Dallas market you know I don't look like a lot of the people there (laughs) I'm not dressed like a lot of the people there you know but I love the style that the stock show industry has created and I do think it's going to stay pretty trendy pretty upbeat Mm -hmm. um Graphic tees, you know, they're huge. They're a great way to... Oh, my gosh. They're everywhere. And yeah. the funnier, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good thing. I think tees... I think people it makes people comfortable. What colors mm-hmm. do you see for spring? Um, There's a lot of pinks and greens, you know, really pretty tones. Floral is making a comeback. I feel like for the last couple of years, floral has been, like, eh, hit and miss. Mm-hmm. But I have seen a ton of, a ton of floral for spring. If you know me or shopped with me, I'm huge leopard. <laughs> animal print is like my go-to, so definitely still a lot of animal print. Yeah, I think I don't, we I work in retail as well, and at the garden center and the greenhouse, and we have a, a boutique section, we have a jewelry section, and our buyer and owner they just got back from going to market mm-hmm. in Atlanta, and one's in Vegas, and I was got to go to Vegas. I think three years ago I got to go and you know, it is overwhelming when you go. I mean, it's like tower. It's like 12 building story buildings Mm -hmm. filled with company after company after company. And then you have to like hone in on your bit. I can't imagine like what it's like going to Dallas and going to the Western influenced one. There's different ones for different Mm -hmm. things. You know, your first time there, we kind of freaking out. We're like this. Where? Where's the map? I need to find where I'm going. I went with my best friend, and we walked in, and we looked at each other, and we're like, "Oh!" And you were like, "Does my credit card limit have a five thousand dollar or fifty thousand dollar limit on it?" For real, like that is so true. But we did. We got on the escalator. We went to the floors that we needed, and once you get in there and you get going, you know, you find your brand. You find, you know, Mm -hmm. just like. It's just like being kind of at the mall. Like, you find stores you like, you find stores you don't. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the clothes speak to me. Speak to you. I love it. Well, I, they do. I mean, they draw you in, right? Like, you're touching I can't believe them. I just said that, but you know what I mean? Like, I could see, like, okay, yes, those are my type of 
clothes that I carry in the store and those are not. So it was really yeah. easy to decipher, but fun to find new brands, see yeah. the trends, see what's coming. Yeah, it is fun. I, I and, and whether you're designing clothing or, I don't know, I've always been one who likes to shop. So I love to go with my dad to the, like the, to the, you know, sale barn and I would like to just pencil out the pig prices or cattle or whatever. I mean, I love, you give me, I don't care if we're buying paintbrushes or whatever. I just love to like mm -hmm. see, to get to find the deal or find the unique space and stuff like that. And did you have that when you were growing up too? Yeah. So I've always just loved it, you know? Yeah. Still now just. It's easy to, yeah, find it. I get a high off of people spending money and spending money myself and having other people spend money. So it's good that I'm in retail and I can watch other people spend money. Right. Otherwise, I'd be bankrupt. <laughs> uh huh. And retail therapy is the most real thing there is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that is true. I find that myself, you know, I get on and I'm like, oh. Oh, I should have a little of this, a little of that. Yeah. A new rack. Okay, I'll find a place for it. <laughs> <laughs> what would you tell somebody who's 12 and you're thinking they haven't found their style yet and they're like kind of struggling? Especially girls, I think. And, and guys, too. Guys are coming in with more style. How do you work through that? How do you find what's best for you? Well, 12-year-olds now are way more on trend than I was when I was 12. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Me, too. It's crazy how, you know, it's all evolving and changing. But I like there's four-year-olds that dress better than me. There's some moms that put their four-year-olds in some good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is so true. But honestly, you do you. Mm -hmm. You know, even... Just in the cattle barn at the Iowa State Fair, wherever you are, there's not just one trend or one style there. You know, it's when I say that I'm stock show, it's a large spectrum. And so, you know, find what you like and stick to it. It might not be the thing then, you know, the person in the aisle next to you yeah. might be way different. But if you like it, you do you. I think that is so important. And, and as we've been talking about, like through these episodes, how women have owned what they were passionate about. Like maybe it was clipping or maybe it was fitting or maybe it was pigs or, you know, or they were just, they owned the passion of it. And I just love what you said there. Just you do you. And you know when you see somebody who is confident in themselves and it doesn't matter what they have on, mm -hmm. it looks radiant and it looks perfect, right? Yeah. I love that. I hope every 12-year-old hears that because if you can grab onto you faster than trying to be what a magazine shows you or whatever, you know, I think you'll get a lot further faster. Yeah? I think so anyways. I think it's a great tip. I know. Then we can worry about hair and makeup and all that other stuff. <laughs> yeah, I skip that. Normally I look, my hair's in a clip, my makeup might be done, it might not, but... My outfit usually is pretty decent. <laughs> or I try to be. You should be. I, th I think you look pretty good most of the time, yeah. I always laugh because, you know, when you were when we're in the winter shows, everybody's wearing winter gear, right? So it's all about the scarf mm -hmm. or about the neck area, yeah. like whatever it used to be the jewelry. And then in the summertime, as we peel off the layers, you know, it mm -hmm. moves down. It's kind of funny that way. Yeah. It's about our hair. Ugh. I always have a hat on, so my hair's it. it's over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my hair. I know. Cool. Can you believe it's time to wrap this up already? It's crazy. I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, tell us where you're going to be at next so we can catch it if we want to. Yes, yeah, so I will be Fexpo. So you can be there the whole week or just for the juniors? I will be there the whole time. Okay. We and are closed Tuesday and Wednesday, and so 
it is kind of the Herefords are there, but a lot of the vendors won't be open on Tuesday or Wednesday. But and you're in the annex part again? Yes, the okay. north annex. Yep, same spot it's, I was last so you year. You just pull your trailer right in. You don't it's even wonderful. have to unload too much. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. So you'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Open? Yes, of junior weekend. Of yep. junior weekend. Okay, mm-hmm. so we'll see you there, and then yes. of course from there. Do you ever post your schedule online? Yes. Um, on the website, maybe, or on Facebook? On Facebook. Okay. I do a lot of my business through Facebook. I know Instagram, I try to do pretty good on Instagram, too, but a lot of the Bane Baldy is on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, so everybody wants to be a friend. It's public, so they can probably see it, yep. right? Yep. Okay, if they want to check you out and, mm-hmm. and join in on the fun. Yeah. Okay, so as we wrap up the things, we always do rapid-fire questions just to keep you real. Because people want to know, like, these amazing women, like, what makes them real, right? Okay. If we were to come into your home... To, what would be the thing you'd be wearing here at home? Are you going to be dressed up? No. <laughs> it was funny. So I went down to Oklahoma City, and I wasn't a vendor this year at Cattlemen's. I just went down, spent New Year's, and I saw one of my vendor friends, and he's like, wow, you look so good today. And I was like, yeah, and we got to talking. He's like, oh, your booth isn't here, is it? I'm like, no. He's like, that's why you look so good. <laughs> he's like, when you have the stress of the business and everything else, you don't have to, you know, Put on, what you, put on something that represents and you gotta go. Yeah. yeah. And so it's funny because how that works. But I am definitely in sweatpants and a t-shirt or sweatpants for sure. Sweatpants <laughs> Okay, what music do you listen to? It depends on the day, but usually country's on the speaker down here. Country? Yeah. Okay, what genre? New, tw- red dirt? All of it. All Anywhere of it. from 90s to new. Do you go all the way back? Do you go 50s, 60s or not? Mm, 90s is about as far back as when you were born, yeah. (laughs) I know. In the the truck when you're driving to your Mm -hmm. shows, is it music or podcasts or what? It is both. It definitely is both. Some days I get in a zone and it's nothing. And I'm like... You're just thinking. I just drove 50 miles and there hasn't been anything on the radio. (laughs) Sometimes it's nice to sit in some silence, isn't it? I know. But usually... I would say half and half music podcasts. Favorite podcast? Ladies in the Lead. Oh my God, I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, tell me favorite shoes that you like to wear. I always ask people what they wear to the barn, but what do you wear? I wear New Balances. Okay, because when you're on the road, you're on cement all the time and you got to walk back and forth between the trailer or on your feet. It's nice to have some arch support. (laughs) Yeah, it is crazy. Um, I got a gift card to get on clouds. For Christmas, so I definitely am going okay. to invest in my first pair of those. But people are all I about have those. Like, yeah, ten pair of New Balances that yeah. are on rotation. <laughs> I know I wear Brooks, and same thing, worth every penny to get just invest that in good winter boots, like with arch supports mm-hmm. for like when you're out doing chores. So I don't know why it took me so long to get over that part. Yep. I know my mom has always taught me that, or told me since I was growing up that shoes you. You buy good shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Good shoes and good pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. goes a long ways. Uh, tell me this. If you can, do you set goals or do you just have visions for yourself? So I am a goal setter. So 2022 goals were a lot of physical goals. Yeah. You know, trailer 2.0 was huge. I knew that I wanted that and that's what, you know, the next step was going to be. 2023 is a lot of eternal goals. Yeah. So a lot of behind-the-scene things that I want to do better, grow, yeah, all that. Cool. I just am so excited for you, Jess. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for being an entrepreneur and going for it and believing enough in yourself to say, because there's a lot of people, myself included, that wouldn't have done that probably at 26. 
24, would have believed enough in myself. Now, I look at the, you know, like, I think, yes. I mean, like, I'm like you, like, what if I don't have an opportunity to do this again? Let's do mm-hmm. it now, you know, kind of thing. And getting going and getting started. But wow. So, two things to that. Like, you yeah. know how they say when you're 18 and you go to college and how are you supposed to know what you do? You know, I didn't even take a single entrepreneur class or anything like that at Iowa State. And looking back, I'm like, what was I thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. But then, like, it was in the back of my mind. I knew I wanted to do something, something but never in a million years did I think that this was going to be my full-time job. So it's crazy. Even I graduated Iowa State in 18. Just looking back in those, yeah. you know, however many years that what I would Five. change now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it goes so quick just like that and how you change yeah how you change and grow and mm-hmm. so if you're listening there's never a there's just always a chance to change and grow whatever age you are whoever you are I hope people take that mm-hmm. thank you so much yes thank you. you yes now wait let's get to the shopping <laughs> we can do that and uh, online I didn't even say this so I do have a website yes. so it is thebaitandbaldy.com it is linked on our Facebook and on our Instagram so you can shop there. Yeah, I was checking it out last night. Well, I was like trying to check it out a little bit. I was like, okay, I cannot. I have to hold back a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. And I can't thank you enough for being with us. I want to thank Austin Garner for being my producer. But mostly I want to just let you know I'm going to be at the Iowa Beef Expo next weekend. And I can't wait to see you there. If you need a sweatshirt or just want to say hello, be sure to track me down. And I hope to see a lot of you guys out on the road this week. Until then, enjoy it. Don't forget our special SheStockShows.com gives you 15% off at TheBaitAndBaldi.com. Or if you see Jess this weekend, guys, take care. We'll be in touch soon.